Good afternoon, Sales Academy followers, YouTubers, podcasters, listeners, lurkers, and everything in between. Uh, I wanted to share with you something that is really, really important. I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make in business, one of the biggest mistakes fundamentally, and I thought I'd share it with you in this musing. And uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts and comments. And as you listen to this on replay or wherever you are in the world, comment and let me know because that stuff matters. And more importantly, get in touch, have a conversation. There may be something we can talk about in a conversation which changes your direction and sends you in a different trajectory, which helps you and supports you to where you want to get to. And if that's what you need right now, don't sit in silence and suffer. Reach out. 2021 is a year to kick 2020's ass. So let's do this. So the subject I want to talk today about is the power is in the follow-up. And I want you to write that down, guys. Write this down. The power is in the follow-up. Now, I want to explain and, and, and take you on a bit of a story and a bit of a journey of why this is so important. I think where people get it wrong and why people get it wrong as well. So what I, what I mean by the power of the follow-up and what I don't mean about the power of the follow-up. So what I don't mean, that's easier. What I don't mean in terms of the power of the follow-up is have an event or a product or a service, have somebody that's interested in it, retarget them from a Facebook pixel, and then just hound the shit out of them. That's not what I'm talking about in terms of the follow-up. That's just dirty, low-level, volume-related, spammy nonsense that we're all just a bit more wiser to and we're just opting out of because we've got the power to and we can fast-forward ads and do all that sort of stuff. So we don't want that in our inboxes. I used to test emails at the best of times, so I don't want your crap landing in my inbox. If I'm interested in buying something then yes, educate me on other bits, but add value. Don't just spam me, spam me, spam me, spam me. So that's not what I mean by following up. In fact, that's the complete opposite and the worst way to follow up. So what do I mean by the follow-up? What I mean by the follow-up is the whole journey. And considering the whole journey before you start, not to blow your mind, not to go, oh my God, that's massive, I can't start. No, no. Consider the follow-up in terms of you're a buyer, you're a human being, you desire things, you want stuff, you make decisions every day, you make choices, you up a brand in the supermarket because you've got a bit more quid in your bank, so you go for the Coca-Cola rather than the Sainsbury's Cola, whatever, I don't know. Other supermarkets are available and so are other drinks. So you understand what I mean in terms of you will opt up, you will go up a level. So you're making decisions and you're buying. Now, why are you buying? Because you have a need and a want, yes. But you've got associations emotionally with the product, the service, the experience, how it makes you feel, blah, 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 blah. That's about the follow-up. That's about understanding how to get into people's hearts and minds, how to win hearts and minds with your product and service. So if I give you a classic example, so because I don't just want to waffle about a theory and I want to give you some real-life experiences of where I've screwed up with this and where it bit me hard, right? So if I go back to 2011, when I created the Sales Academy business on the back of a napkin in a hotel room in Reading with another fellow coach of mine, a mate of mine, Dave, and I come up with this business plan that was a steps or an escalator in the early days. And um, people thought I was insane. And I knew I wasn't. I knew there was value in this model. And I, and I absolutely know there is value in this model still. And it's, in, it's going up a level and it's continuing to grow. So yeah, the value is in the results that we get and the results are the follow-up because that becomes a huge, such a huge part of our marketing, it's insane. So the follow-up is 
right in my business model right in day one is I want to make what's accessible to the big guys on big budgets. I want to make that accessible to the little guys who need it most. Now, within that, you get smaller businesses, smaller budgets, medium businesses, medium budgets, larger businesses, larger budgets. One of the same challenges exists in each of them, which is if somebody's not truly ready to invest in themselves, their business, if they're not truly prepared to accept that they don't know stuff, they've got to go back to basics in some areas, they've got to learn new things that they don't understand. Everyone is ready to be trained and everyone is ready to be coached. All right. But not everyone's ready right now. Everyone can be coached, everyone can be trained, but not everyone's ready to be coached and trained right now. So that's always been something I've stuck by, I've lived by, and I believe in deeply. So in terms of uh, my business model on the back of that fag packet, in terms of the, the plan and where we went with it, the beer mat or the, the uh, what do you call it? The napkin, as it was, and I still have the napkin. I designed some marketing, I designed a funnel a set of funnels, I designed a set of campaigns as it was known back then, not funnels, a set of campaigns. And those campaigns were going to help us build this business and market this business. And part of it was about brand awareness and getting out there and getting ourselves known. Part of it was about building uh, attraction marketing. So to really understand what we do stand for and what we don't stand for. So we can work really hard in our marketing at repelling the wrong kind of people, but also work hard in sales and academy at attracting the right kind of people. And also creating an events engine that brought people in so they could kind of try before they buy. They could see what we're about in seminars, workshops, half-day events, one-day events. And then they can convert into our business model effectively, which is the coaching and accountability. So quite simply, Sales Academy is a training company and a business coaching company. We do sales training and business training, but the business model is based on accountability and growth. And retention, right? Retention of clients staying with us. That's how the business grows and has grown since 2011. So I had that idea. It was clear in my head. It was single coaching, one-to-one. It was group coaching. It was all that sort of stuff. The model's there. The product's there. Bang. But I wanted to make sure that the knowledge becomes as free as possible to the fact that it is now free. We give away so much knowledge. We have so much information education because... We don't value education as much as we used to. We can get it on our phones and we can get on YouTube videos and watch all that stuff. So I needed to put loads of content together, loads of value-added, useful, educational, enjoyable, inspirational, motivational content for you guys to be able to take some action. Just that one step forward today than you did yesterday. Just be one ounce better than you were an hour ago. You know, Just show up more than you have previously and see what happens. And that was the kind of drive behind my, and still is and always will be the drive behind what gets me out of bed. My purpose is to change the world one person at a time, right? To change the world every single day, to make it a better place, work hard to make a better place. In that, I have to learn and grow and become a better person, a better coach, a better father, a better husband, a better lover, a better whatever. I have to be all those better things, constantly competing with myself, not out there. And that's what I encourage and train people to do. So we have a training, knowledge, education section of the business, which predominantly is free. And then we have, and yeah, we do some paid training as well, but we have this a coaching and accountability model, which is I believe that training on its own doesn't work. So we need accountability to take that knowledge, put it into wisdom and implement it. And that's why you need somebody on your, on your case, making sure that you're doing the things you need to do as well as what you want to do. So that was Sales Academy. But why Sales Academy? Because that's one of the challenges. Yeah, but I hate sales. I'm not very good at sales. And this is all the stuff we get all the time. So why do you call yourself Sales Academy? Oh, I didn't think you did business coaching because you just talk about Sales Academy. Oh, my God. Why don't you change your name? Why don't you change your No, no. 
because the reason you're struggling is because you're avoiding sales. We're not going to be that pony. Sales is such a vital part of business if you want to succeed. Yes, finance is. Yes, marketing is. Yes, systems are. Yes, people are. Yes, leverage. Let's, yes, organizations, technology, all that sort of stuff is important. But fundamentally, if you cannot sell what you have, then you're not going anywhere. The teal's not ringing. All right. So Sales Academy will always be Sales Academy. Yes, we do business coaching. Yes, we do sales training. Yes, we do motivational talks and educational workshops. Yes, we go into schools and colleges and educate the future workforce. Yes, we inspire minds. But Sales Academy is a fundamental part of business and it always will be. So the power of the follow-up. Here's how I made a classic mistake, right? And it took me a while to learn this mistake. But I want to give you a very quick analogy first, and then I'm going to give you the, the real mistake that I made. And it took me years to get my head around this and make the changes that I needed to. And then funnily enough, when you focus on this stuff and you get clear on it, things start to fall into place to make everything a little bit better. The universe conspires with you rather than against you, funnily enough. You design for success rather than, oh, you're a bit lucky. It's funny how hard I get and how better I design, luckier comes. So... I can say this because it's going out on Facebook. Uh, I have friends, Jehovah's Witnesses, and I always use this analogy in training because it's one of the ones that gets a bit of a laugh to go in, yes, but it's also a kind of true experience because if a Jehovah's Witness came and knocked on my door now, what tends to happen to most Jehovah's Witnesses? They get the door slammed in their face and they knock and they knock and they knock because they are passionate about sharing their message, not preaching, not pushing on, but they have to knock so many doors, percentages. They're going to have a conversation with somebody that is ready and needs help. And that's their purpose. They want to help other human beings. They do it from a good heart and a good place. So they're knocking on doors. But a lot of people don't have time for it. So they slam the door in the face. So imagine that constantly having the door slammed in your face. Sound like a business owner, sound like a salesperson, doesn't it just? So then somebody opens a door and invites the Jehovah's Witness in to the living room and then turns around and says, so what happens now? At which point Jehovah's Witness will probably turn around and go, I don't know. We've never got this far before. And that's the point. I want to make with this follow-up is that you do so much hard work at building a website, building your marketing, doing all your social media, running all these events, going to all these networkings, doing all these workshops, building your products, building factories to be able to manufacture your products, selling it, marketing, doing all this stuff. And then somebody says, I want to buy and you screw it up or they buy. And then the service afterwards leaves them a little bit disenchanted. And it's like good brands understand that. I think the best definition of a brand I've ever had is your promise delivered. So when you promise this in your marketing and you deliver it in your sales and service, then you've created a brand, a reputation because brand is effectively reputation, right? So there's a Jehovah's Witness story. You understand the principle. Now let me take you through the real life example of where I screwed up. So uh, I set up a, a product called Foundation Day, which is one day where I wanted to take you through the foundations of a business. I'm the principle of everyone wants the roof on, the building watertight and their business performing. And just like in the construction of a, of a home, you kind of have to have the foundation strong before you can put the walls up. And then once you put the walls up, you can put the roof on. And then when the roof is on strong found, strong footings, you can make it waterproof and move in. And it's lovely. But that takes time and effort. And if you don't set the strong foundations or you don't keep a check on those foundations, it's all going to come crumbling down. So that's why we called it Foundation Day. So we launched Foundation Day. I launched Foundation Day and I marketed two Foundation Days a month. Right, maximum six people in the room because we wanted enough uh, 
enough buzz in the room from the energy of the people, but not too many people because the ego takes over and the honesty doesn't come out. So limited to six people, two of those a month, all running at Forest Green Rovers Football Club, sports venue, brilliant venue, uh, pescatarian menu, now it's a vegan stadium. Dale, the guy's brilliant, love their attitude and stuff. So we started our events there. Funnily enough, their colours matched our colours, so it was even better on brand. They supported us well, they looked after us well. A minimum sort of two events a month, sometimes we run more there but two foundation days a month. And it was exhausting. I was on the hamster wheel of marketing, selling, marketing, selling, attraction, social media, everything. <laughs> getting people into foundation day. And we kept getting these people into foundation day and they were paying 49 pounds to come for foundation day. And we made profit on that day. I'm not ashamed to admit it. In fact, I'm proud and I encourage you to make money from your marketing, right? People would come to for a day to be educated and they costed up that at 25 pound, we break even. So from 29, 25 pound to 49 pound a head, we were breaking even and therefore making profit. So we would make profit on our marketing day. And then they have the opportunity to join us on our coaching and training programs over here. So two big mistakes in that whole process. One, we called it foundation day. Now in the, to, I've explained to you the reason why it makes sense, right? Foundation, strong footings build from there. But in the training world, a training course, has the language. If you have different levels of training courses, they give them titles like the foundation, beginners course, foundational, foundations, intermediate, the middle range, and then advanced. So experienced businesses, we're seeing our marketing, coming to our events, only finding the foundation day and didn't sign up because we didn't have an intermediate day or an advanced day. Bam, here's a shotgun, blow me foot off. So we asked the audience for some feedback. We asked our reach for feedback and we got it. And we started to, I started to put some different events out there, which were actually the foundation day, just renamed. I also then put some different workshops on our seminars to get a feel for. And funnily enough, our tone of voice and our brand and our humor and our kind of say it as it is style. I put a, a, an event up, which was called selling without being a bell end, the room filled. Literally had to do nothing, the room filled. So I put another event up called marketing without being a bell end the room filled. Hmm. Maybe you want to something. So I changed the name of foundation day one day to business by being a bell end room filled. So now we designed the day around business built without being a bell end. We shifted our identity of that product to one that was getting response from the marketplace, but it took some tweaking to figure out what that response was and what got the best response, but it was business without being a bell end. That was one of the mistakes, but the biggest mistake we made all the way along, because of the follow-up was not in place. And if we had a, a, a system and a process to communicate with people afterwards, we told them in the day what was going to happen. In fact, we told them before the day what was going to happen. In fact, they had a questionnaire to complete to deselect a load of people. Then they would do a load of work come pre, pre the day. Then they would come on the day, do a load of work. And then following that day, they would have work to do, which is kind of post work. And we would then be holding them account, giving them some accountability calls. So there was a whole process of follow-up. Don't get me wrong. But the story in the follow-up wasn't there. And this is the mistake. We put so much time and effort into the foundation day, into the bell end day, business day being a bell end, that all of the audience thought, everybody out there thought all we got to do is come along to this one day. But we were like, that's the start of your journey. We got a whole coaching program. This is where we're getting all the results over here. And to us, it made so much sense internally, but to the outside world, they were like, we didn't even know that existed. We didn't even realize that you wanted us to join onto a coaching program and ongoing support. We didn't even know that was a thing. All we signed up for was the Bell Day because that's all you told us about. 
That's all you focused your time and effort on ad. You put all of your energy into selling and marketing the foundation day and hats off to you, massive thumbs up. You did a brilliant job on doing that. You fed lots of people's mortgages while, while doing that, all right? So you did a fantastic job, but it stops at the foundation day because we didn't tell him what was next. So when we did, it was a bit of a surprise. So we then had to go back to the story and realize that the foundation day or the bell end day was in the middle of the story, not the end of the story. And that's where the follow-up's got to kick in. Let's tell the story to take you to here. But then we need to understand that that's a midway point. That's a start point in terms of meeting this and greenness potentially, but it's a midway point in the journey that they've come on so far and it's up a level. And then they can come over here, going up a level again. But this is the story we need to tell them about because this is where they get the results, where the accountability sits, where the constant nudging and challenging and questioning and shaping and tweaking and testing and measuring and performance. That's where that happens. That's where the goal is. The Bellende was the gateway product to the goal, right? So then we started telling that story and we started to see a much higher impact in conversion rate from Bellende through. Because even in my language, it changed. And the team, I trained the team on this. It's like, guys, we're not selling Bellende. We're selling the coaching programs. And if they want to come on the coaching programs, they need to come on Bellende first. And the reason they need to come on that day is if they don't like the fact that I'm F and Jeff, or the, if they don't like the fact that we say it as it is, and we're not necessarily, we're not, fundamentally, we are not going to do it for them, which is what some people expect. You know, make me a shareholder, get me an IDA5, do other things. Maybe we'll have a conversation then. But no, we don't do it for them. But if they want to sign up to the coaching programs, they need to come to the Bellende business without being a Bellende first. And the reason for that is we need to understand who they are and that they're serious about their business and they, they genuinely want to invest and grow. But they also need to figure out, do they like us? Do we like them? Are we cool to work with? Do we understand what we're talking about? Do we know our onions? You know, that's the whole two-way buy-in relationship that has to happen on Bellende. So we market the programs and Bellende became the filter, which was brilliant. And then I chose to take away the filter because I became exhausted from doing all of it. So I took away the filter and replaced it with a one hour consultation. And my conversion rates through to the programs went up. And to this day, those conversion rates still go up because of the blockages that have been removed because of the story that has now been clearly told. And the fact that the follow-up is not put all of the effort into the event and stop because you're exhausted. It's the beginning to the middle of the journey, not the end of the journey. So your follow-up is about your additional products and services that you offer, your real meat that you want them to. And somebody displayed this brilliantly a couple of years ago for me. It's like, if you imagine yourself walking into an Amazon warehouse, you know, these things are the size of a football pitch and you walk into the Amazon warehouse and there's you in that tiny door and you open up and you look at that massive warehouse and all the way over there is their top product. It's so far out of reach and it's so expensive and I don't even know you yet. We've got no relationship. It's like, how the hell can I buy that? So then we break it down and we build other products and services that are stepping stones that enable you to. And some of these first end ones are free. Blogs on the websites, YouTube videos, educational, valuable content that adds value to people's lives, that starts to win hearts and minds, that gives people an idea of who you are and what you're about, what you stand for, what you don't. And they can either like you or not. And that's cool. And you've got to be cool with that. And then you start to attract the right kind of people and repel the wrong kind of people by being who you are authentically and genuinely and real and who you are. And that's how you win. That's how you win in business.
doesn't matter what your product or service is. doesn't matter what your industry is. It's about getting real in who you are. Owning that, stepping into that frigging power and owning it. And then building products and services around that other people want and love and need. And then providing it with them brilliantly and then following up in terms of the customer service, following up in terms of the testimonials and the result, following up in terms of them letting them know about other products and services you have, but not in a spammy way. Right. If you've got them this far and you've won their hearts and minds, why would you ruin it with all of that? And by this, and by this, and by this, and by this. Work out some did you know campaigns, share testimonies, what other people are getting on other things that you're doing with them. Let them know, but in a fun and engaging way. Use social, use other means, right? But let them know. Drop a teabag letter in the post, whatever way it works. Lumpy mail still bloody works, guys, right? But what is your follow-up in terms of where do I go next? What's the next option for me? Because if you, if you don't lay out the next option for me, I'm going to come to the conclusion which my next option is to leave. And customers leave because of perceived indifference. Relationships, God, people leave because of perceived indifference. They thought they were going to get this and they're getting this, so they go. So are you listening? Are you observing? And are you adapting when things change? Are you being clear in the follow-up of the journey that you expect from customers so that they can keep coming back. So there's the power of the follow-up. Hope that was useful, guys. Comment below. Love your thoughts. And um, yeah, come and have a conversation. Let's have a chat. Let's talk through some things. What are some of the blockages in your business right now? Because 2021, people are really understanding and waking up to the fact that your online offering, even if you never had one before 2020, you do now. And your online offering has to be as big if not bigger than the offline offering that you used to offer. So what can you do differently? How do you do it? How do you take it seriously? Stop band-aiding. Stop expecting us to go back to that whatever level of norm we thought we used to have. We are where we are. We've got to do what we can with what we've got. All right? I'm in your corner if you want it, but you've got to step up. You've got to come to the table. We've got a team of people here that love it. We've got a community of business owners that will champion you and challenge you like nothing before. And if you're ready for that, come and own that space because you're welcome if you're prepared to step up and be real. Cool. Speak to you soon, guys. Take care.